Okay, welcome to an episode of Creepypasta. Oh, geez, I started before I was ready, but I'm just going to roll with it. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I host it. We talk about creepypastas on the internet. I have some hosts with me also to do that, and they are Matt Heron. Hi. And Louisa Heron. Hello. I'm glad we've and- been upgraded to hosts now. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, everyone who's with me on it is hosts. It's, All right. We're it's yeah, Jeff, hosting. Jeff, Jeff is referring to the dry wafers that you get at communion. Oh, okay. We're, yeah. Yeah. We've you're been the body of Christ. into a new church now? Okay. Perfect. <laughs> you're not transubstantiated until someone eats you, though. It's true. <laughs> anyway, it's a podcast about spooky internet stories. Boo! Ah, I'm there's the ghost. a ghost in here. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I'm it's the, just Jeff. Haunting the internet. Okay. The, this week we're talking about a little video game called The Uncle Who Works for Nintendo. Lightning crash, uh, lightning crash, sounds of lightning, storm, rain. <laughs> That's what lightning sounds like, right? <laughs> you know that I wasn't like commanding you like some kind of genie, right? <laughs> Wait, is that how genies work? You tell them what to make sound effects on your podcast? Um, I think you're sure misusing you're- a genie. <laughs> I think you need to watch a little documentary <laughs> called Aladdin. That was like 90% of what Robin Williams did in that movie. That is very true. <laughs> Sound effects. That, that was basically true. his core competency. He's basically genie. a bad podcast guest. Yep. Like oh, I'm, I'm sorry, being I'm now. Anyway. That you're bad. No, uh, you're very correct. good. Everything's good. <laughs> uh, anyway, this video game is pretty cool. It's a little point and click, uh, like, I guess a choosable adventure game. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that I came across a couple months ago. It's a um, visual novel, if you will. Yeah, there it is. That's exactly right. Um, it's about you. You go over your friend's house, and your friend has an uncle who works for Nintendo. So he gets all sorts of, um, or she, because you can choose to be a girl, and your best friend will always be the same gender as you. Uh, your best friend uh, gets all sorts of uh, <coughs> special or early versions of video games, uh, but then you discover the sinister secret behind the mysterious uncle. Um, and since I chose it, I don't have the good transition of asking one of you people to talk about it. So, uh, Matt, tell me how you, uh, what you thought of this thing. Well, I've played a lot of visual novel games in my time. Um, mainly the like weird Japanese romance story ones, just because that's what most of the visual novels out there are. Uh, this was my first time diving into like a, a horror story told through visual novel. And, um, I liked, I thought it was an interesting take on, um, like, the because generally horror games really work by t- making you, the player, feel uh, sort of trapped and powerless as these things are, are feeding on you. And since there's very little interactivity in uh, visual novels anyway, I was kind of curious how they were going to do that. But the way that the game works where you have to play through multiple times and each time you play it, it seems like you're playing the same game over and over again, but it's different based on your previous choices. I think that does a really good job of maintaining that mystery so that you still have that feeling of suspense and not you're not sure if the monster is going to get you this time. Yeah, I really like um, because the nature of the beast is such that you don't really understand it or its motivations or anything uh, until you've played through a bunch of times. It kind of keeps that that mystery. 
Um, now, Louisa, you're too scared of spooky games <laughs> to have played this, but you read about it. Can you tell us what you thought of it? That's true. Yeah, I read about how to get all the different endings and everything and what they were. So, yeah, it sounds really interesting. And I like with horror games, I like the, the added element of... It's not like watching a movie where you're passively watching people and you're, you're worried about their choices. When you're playing a game, you're making the choices. So you have that added anxiety of making the wrong choice or you don't know if your choice is even going to make a difference. And it sounds like in some of these playthroughs, it doesn't seem like it does make a difference until later, until you play again. Yeah, I kind of like that uh, The it's like video games kind of have almost like a challenge aspect to them, like, oh yeah, you think you'd make a good Indiana Jones? Well, nut up, douchebag. Here's <laughs> Uncharted. Maybe maybe you wouldn't make a good one. <laughs> maybe you'd be terrible at it and fall down cliffs a lot. Maybe that's how I'm bad at Uncharted. <laughs> this is a confessions podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this creepy pasta after dark. <laughs> did come up with a good subtitle for the next uh, Uncharted game, though. Nut up, douchebags. Uncharted <laughs> Six colon nut up douchebags. <laughs> uncharted seven. I'm bad at uncharted. <laughs> Nathan nuts up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I like the the um the different endings, but I did kind of have to like look up how you get the final like two of them or like the final one because yeah. there's five endings and then a secret ending that you can only get after you've got all five of the endings. I didn't like the fact that the the very first time I played through it, I feel like I was making smart choices, but the smart choices we're not going to let you win the game. Like, you couldn't... There's no real way to win the game, but, like, when I got eaten by the monster, I was like, well, what the hell? Like, I did everything right. I chose all the right things. I'm sure that I was doing it. And then, like, you know, I was like, okay, now I can get out if I go through the kitchen, because I already looked in the kitchen, and I know there's no one in there. And then you can't click on that one anymore. And it's like, well, you're changing the rules of the game on me, which I know is sort of the (laughs) premise, but I was still just, like, pissed off about that. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little, um, not a lot of it makes necessarily logical sense, which is a little upsetting, but also it seems kind of part of the, the point of it is, mm, but I don't, I don't know if I like that. I will say that I thought that the game was well written and interesting. I didn't find it particularly scary. Hmm. Uh, well, I was genuinely surprised at how well they were able to take uh, what is essentially a joke concept about a childhood kind of urban legend and turn it into something genuinely compelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like. I think it's a really good story being told, and I like the premise of it a lot, but... Actually playing through the game, I just, I never at any time had any kind of visceral fear reaction. And I think part of that is that I'm really burnt out on people using, like, uh, electronically distorted screams as a scary thing. Mm. Like, everyone does that now, and it's not scary to me anymore. You just sound like T-Pain getting his teeth pulled out. (laughs) Uh, glitched out text still gets me a little bit, though. So the glitched out text, I was like, ooh, spooky. See that, again, I think it's been overdone. I think that 
I think the whole preying on people's fear of technology thing has led to so many horror things that are just uh, electronically distorted audio and glitched out text and like things like staticky screens and stuff that I just uh, no yeah. that still gets me completely so I can't, I still can't even well, going maybe back I'm to like dead inside go on. <laughs> Well, just even going back to however many years ago, the season of Lost where they finally found the videos of the scientists from the uh, initiative, and uh, they they had weird edits in them, and you didn't know why. Oh my god, too scary! <laughs> and that led to nothing, and it did. It wasn't meant to be especially scary, but it was too much for me. <laughs> yeah, the main thing that was lost was the premise. Oh, I love Am that I right, show. Guys? No, don't say Whoa. it. <laughs> hey. They lost the documents describing the coherent ending, <laughs> so they made up whatever. I never saw Lost. <laughs> well, I enjoyed it. <laughs> You're bad at Lost as well. Yeah, I'm no good at it. <laughs> I tried to watch it and just dropped the controller and fell over. <laughs> Got eaten by I a I don't know why there. I was holding a controller. That was a really bad choice. <laughs> you were holding a yeah. controller for unrelated reasons. <laughs> I uh I glitched through the wall and yeah. uh Ben got stuck in a in a polygon. <laughs> the thing is, that- is, like last time we all were discussing a, a creepy thing, we were talking about the Five Nights at Freddy's, and it does the same thing where it's got the glitched out stuff, but it does the glitching in such a way that it opens a door to a whole new game that you play, uh, and the glitching still allows you to play. I felt like in the Uncle Who Works at Nintendo, the glitching was just sort of like an atmospheric element but didn't really affect the the story or the plot so much which I kind of was hoping it would yeah that's true the the nature of the the monster the the eponymous uncle doesn't really seem to belie any sort of glitchiness I was really excited for a moment when I thought that the the direction the story was going to take was that the uncle the monster um, is aware of you the player playing the game and is coming after you instead of after the kid in the game. Oh, that would be creepy. That would be creepy. And I really (laughs) was like, oh man, this is going to be awesome when this happens. And then it didn't. And I was like, oh. I guess okay. <laughs> Matt, you should write that game. Twine is like super easy to use. You could write that game and have it done in like a week. Yeah, but then it wouldn't be scary to me because I would have written it. So <laughs> yeah, but I'll play it and I'll be super scared by it. <laughs> well, I told we'll you do an episode of the podcast. I told you it. the twist already, though. Uh, that's fine. Oh, okay, uh, I'll still be scared. I'm very easily frightened. <laughs> yeah, use plenty of those artificial screams because Jeff hates those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you make it. <laughs> <laughs> if you make it so the text turns into like wingdings and Russian, uh, I'll, be cra- I'll be crapping. That's what people say when they're scared, right? I'll be crapping. Drake's fortune or uh, Uncharted Seven. I'll be crapping. <laughs> I'll be crapping. <laughs> That's gonna be on all the creepy podsta merchandise, all the t-shirts and hats. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, the sell official an catchphrase. I'll be you finally got your first t-shirt. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> it says Creepy Pasta, the Creepy Pasta podcast. Do you have and a little logo on the back and you- on the front in Comic Sans just says, I'll be crap. Do you have an end of show sign off phrase yet, Jeff? Because you could make this Well, one. now I yeah. do. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'll be crapping. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, way to spoil the ending. But yeah, now I'm definitely going to use that. <laughs> and then the guests who haven't listened to this episode yet will be like, are you okay? <laughs> uh, no, I just, uh, bad guts thing. I had too much chili for breakfast. No, don't elaborate. That makes it so much worse. <laughs> I know, as I was saying it, I was like, why am I saying this? Why are you having oh, chili no. for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> Chili's in any time oh, It is pretty good oh, man. Anyway, the uncle who works at Nintendo I really like the um, <laughs> There's some problems with the game Obviously, I like the idea of turning uh, The reason I chose it For this show is because it kind of takes That child, the childhood Urban legend and does A twist on it uh, the same way that Five Nights at Freddy's did a little bit, like, I can imagine some, like, Scott Cawthon sitting there and being like, man, Chuck E. Cheese was creepy, and that's, <laughs> like, that being the starting point. Uh, the same way I can imagine the guy who made this game, whose name I forget, sitting there and being like, man, what was up with that uncle who worked at Nintendo <laughs> that no one actually had? Yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool circular thing where the story is based on a common lie that children tell each other, but then the story itself is also a lie within the story. So the kid yeah. is saying, I have an uncle who works at Nintendo. The kid doesn't have an uncle that works at Nintendo, but the lie isn't even known to the kid. So it, it's interesting the way that the premise of the game sets you up for everything being a lie, but you don't realize that until you play through it the first time. I like that it yeah, it kind of taps into that, that feeling when you're a kid and some other kid on the schoolyard tells you something and you're so sure that it's fake, but you're not completely sure. You're still a kid and you feel like there's a lot of stuff you don't know and maybe it's true. Yeah, and this kind of plays with the like, well, I'm going to go over his house and see that it's not real and then you see that it's not real, but it's the truth is much worse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's weird to me at the end that the monster offers to you your character to like take over your life instead and kill the other kid because like I, that makes it much less scary to me. The, the idea that this monster has to make a deal with the kid to be able to keep surviving. I don't know. I just wanted him to be less understandable, I guess. Yeah, I really like the ending where you go back to the house and pick up the kid's Game Boy and accidentally get the uncle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, because you, like, get back in the car with the Game Boy and, like, your parents say something like, hey, your uncle's coming to visit and it's a really spooky, like, cliffhanger. Like, if they made the movie, I feel like that's the ending they'd go with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, what did you guys find to be the scariest part of this story slash game, Matt? I did really like the way that the parents were described, the parents of the kid who you're staying over with, because they seemed, they did a, it was really good at doing something where they seemed totally normal with just the tiniest bit off about them, mm. uh, which is, I think, the scariest thing is when think, when everything seems really mundane and then there's just one little aspect of this. So when the mother first comes in with the bowl of popcorn and says, like, the uncle's coming over later, that moment is like, she's just vague enough and just odd enough in the way she says it that you get that one second of like what like what's going on this is not the way normal people are so i like that a lot louisa what about you well uh kind of tying into what matt was saying i think it really taps into that feeling when you go over to another kid's house for the first time and you're not sure if the stuff they do that doesn't seem normal to you is okay or actually abnormal <laughs> 
because you don't have like, a whole oh, lot of they take their <laughs> they take their shoes and socks off when they get in the house oh yeah you don't have enough points of reference <laughs> as a kid to know if it's truly normal or not so you you end up worried that things are wrong and you're not able to really process it i think it really taps into that pretty well yeah, I didn't even realize it, but it, it definitely <laughs> hits some of that stuff. Uh, for me, the scariest part is when you, as the character, discover these uh, weird video game consoles that you don't recognize, but you, as the player, know that it's like an Xbox and a GameCube, which shouldn't exist when the story takes place, because um, it's supposed to be like the mid-90s, because mm. I am all about dramatic irony um, and it's really interesting to have the character you're playing as describing to you as the player these things that you recognize that they don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. uh, and, yeah, and I just thought that was uh, really effective. Anyway, I think that's all we have to say about this. The uh, uncle who works at Nintendo, I'll include a link in the description so you can go play it for yourself even though we spoiled all the endings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, um, so, uh, I just started doing a new podcast with a couple friends of mine that's, uh, gonna be releasing soon. Uh, Jeff has been kind enough to host it on his site. It's, unlike this show, which is more of, like, a literary discussion, the new show is a comedy show. It's called Seeing Reddit, uh, and it's making sort of light of different subreddits on the internet. It should be really funny, um, and I hope everyone checks it out, so look for Seeing Reddit coming soon. Louisa, you have anything to plug? Um, well, Seeing Reddit sounds really good, so I think everyone should definitely check that out. And you can follow me on Twitter at Heronbird. That's all. Uh, and I actually have another podcast coming out. Um, i starting with a couple friends of mine. Um, it's called Seeing Reddit, and we go on <laughs> to um, uh, subreddits and kind of discuss them and make fun of them. And um, we're really hoping to get the hatred of all of the Internet's um, teenage boy hate groups uh, on our backs. So if you could go subscribe and follow us, that would be great. You go on weaponizedlanguage.com where you'll find Seeing Reddit and um, Creepy Podsta, the entire back catalogs, uh, and also other stuff I make. Hopefully coming this week is another episode of Frank Ecto Ghost Detective, and Matt's in that. Yay! Yay. I, I die almost instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. No, it's fine. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at J3FK, and uh, on Snapchat at <laughs> JeffJK? Are you- Why am I plugging my Snapchat? Tr- Why did I do that? Are you trying to get teenagers to show you pictures of their boobs? I think that's all Snapchat is for, right? As long as they are also adults, yes. (laughs) Adult teen babies. Uh, (laughs) Gross. Uh, Anyway, uh, I'll be crapping. (laughs) I think you gotta give it more preamble than that, Jeff. Uh, That's the show, I'll be crapping. There you go. Perfect. (laughs) Wonderful. Oh...